Welcome to the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's tip, seven simple habits that turn money into happiness, according to social psychology, from Jeff Hayden. While it sounds odd, some studies indicate that the more money people make, the less free time they feel they have. Unsurprisingly, then, feeling too busy can negatively impact your overall level of happiness. On the flip side, so can not feeling busy enough. That's just one way money doesn't buy happiness but the problem goes deeper. According to the authors of a study published in the Journal of Consumer Psychology, most people don't know the basic scientific facts about happiness, about what brings it and what sustains it, and so they don't know how to use their money to acquire it. Money is an opportunity for happiness, but it is an opportunity that people routinely squander because the things they think will make them happy often don't. Maybe that's why money doesn't really buy happiness. Unless, as the researchers found, you spend whatever discretionary money you might have the right way. Here are their rules for turning money into happiness. 1. Buy experiences, not things. We bought a bigger house. At first, it seemed really big. Now it's just our house. The same generally holds true for new cars, new clothes, new anythings. Where material items are concerned, adaptation occurs relatively quickly. Social scientists call the phenomenon hedonic adaptation. But that's not true for experiences. Not only do experiences tend to provide delight well after the fact, experiences are also much more memorable. In one study cited, four out of five respondents reported mentally revisiting their experiential purchases much more frequently than material purchases. If you think that's because you see your experiences as an integral part of your identity, science agrees. The vast majority of people view their experiential purchases as more self-defining than their material purchases. In non-researcher speak, I can never be my car, but I can be the kind of person who travels. That's true even if your income is considerable. A study published in Review of General Psychology found the higher their annual income, the more likely people are to say experience purchases make them happier. In short, buy the things you need and then buy the experiences you want, especially, as you'll see in a moment, small experiences. Two, buy as many small pleasures as possible. Research shows happiness is more strongly associated with the frequency than the intensity of positive effective experiences. As the researchers write, Since we inevitably adapt to the greatest delights that money can buy, then it may be better to indulge in a variety of frequent, small pleasures, double lattes, uptown pedicures, and high-thread count socks, rather than pouring money into large purchases like sports cars and dream vacations. As long as money is limited by its failure to grow on trees, we may be better off devoting our finite financial resources to purchasing frequent doses of lovely things rather than infrequent doses of lovelier things. 
Another advantage of small pleasures lies in the economic principle of diminishing marginal utility. Each unit increase in the magnitude of a pleasure increases the impact of that pleasure by a smaller amount than the previous unit increase. One bite of a cookie is awesome. The second bite is great. The third bite is good. The tenth bite is, unfortunately, basically just more of the same. Oddly enough, a peak experience can also actually hinder your ability to enjoy small experiences. A Saturday afternoon walk in your local park doesn't seem nearly as cool if you just got back from Yellowstone. That doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy an occasional peak experience. Just make sure you layer in a bunch of small experiences, because life is meant to be lived and happiness to be enjoyed every day, not just a few times a year. Three. Pay now, consume later. Future anhedonia is the belief that an emotional response will be less intense in the future than in the present. Future anhedonia can make borrowing money to purchase a material item or even an experience seem like the right move. But where happiness is concerned, it's the wrong move. For one thing, delaying consumption provides the benefit of anticipation. For example, Research shows planning a vacation is nearly as much fun as taking the vacation. Plus, making a purchase for immediate consumption tends to involve less consideration regarding long-term rewards, much less costs. Sure, we can go to Greece now, but then we have to spend months or years paying off the trip. Borrowing money is easy, but borrowing money is an investment that should always provide a return and not just a financial return. The key return is the benefit you receive, especially over the long term. Four, help others. A large body of research shows the quality of your social relationships is a strong determinant of your happiness. Therefore, it's not surprising that people who devote more money to pro-social, intended to benefit others, spending tend to be happier regardless of their income. But there is a catch. It's natural to make an effective forecasting error, in simple terms, meaning how you think you will feel in the future, and assume spending money on yourself will make you happier than spending on others. Even though, as the researchers write, pro-social spending produces strong and consistent benefits for well-being. The solution? Once in a while, spend a little money in a way that helps someone else. Charitable giving is one way, but so is a romantic gift, or buying something for a friend, or taking your folks out for dinner. Research shows the giver often receives as much benefit, especially in terms of feelings of happiness and self-regard, as the receiver. Can't beat that. Five, always consider your everyday life. I bought a new miter saw. Big blade, lots of adjustability, easy to calibrate, lots of cool features, solid stand with built-in extensions. It's a great saw, but it's way too heavy. Loading it on my truck by myself is a bear. So I often take my old, smaller saw. Research shows what seems like irrelevant details when you consider a purchase eventually make a huge difference in your happiness with that purchase. As the researchers write, consumers who expect a single purchase to have a lasting impact on their happiness might make more realistic predictions if they simply thought about a typical day in their life. About to make a purchase? Don't just think about the upsides. Consider the potential downsides because there will almost always be a few. Consider what a typical day is like, not just the one or two times you might need certain features, which leads to a similar point. Six, comparison shop with focus. This one also sounds odd. 
Don't you want to make the best decision possible when you spend money? Absolutely. Yet the research shows comparison shopping can distract you from the attributes of a product that are important for your happiness and cause you to focus on attributes that distinguish available options. A lightweight, single-bevel miter saw may be all I really need, but it's easy to be distracted by a model with dual-bevel capability. The key is to decide what you need, like easy portability and setup, and then comparison shop on the basis of those needs. Don't let irrelevant concerns creep in. Otherwise, you'll end up paying for things that only seem important in the moment or that you think you might someday need. 7. Follow the right crowd. Happiness, like success, is individually defined. What makes me happy is highly unlikely to make you happy. Even so, the research suggests the best way to predict how much you will enjoy an experience is to see how much other people enjoyed it. That doesn't mean you should simply do what other people do, but you should consider doing what other people tend to enjoy who are, at least in certain ways, like you. Ryan Holiday and Adam Grant are great sources for book recommendations. Justin Chang is a great source for movie recommendations. Contractor friends are a great source of tool recommendations. Wish I had listened about my big-ass miter saw. As the researchers write, other people can supply us with a valuable source of data not only by telling us what has made them happy, but also by providing information about what they think will make us happy, especially when it comes to turning money into happiness. That's it from Inc. Check back weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern for more tips. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.